Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Now, it doesn't feel right to go straight into a life update because of what's going on in Gaza at the moment. It doesn't feel right to talk about life that's going on and we will get there, I will get to that part of the podcast, but I wanted to take a few moments to give you a very, very simplified, very simplified breakdown of what is happening because there's a lot of things being shared on social media and it's really easy just to click through people's stories and not actually engage with what is going on. And I think it's so important that we all take time out of our everyday to understand what is going on because a lot of people will say it's very complicated and a lot of people will try and overcomplify, make the situation more complex than it is to stop you from understanding what is going on. Because knowledge is power. When you know what is going on, you can make an educated decision about what is happening. Not an educated decision, but you can make an educated understanding. You can inform yourself about what's going on and you can decide for your own mind your opinion about what's happening. You don't just have to accept the opinion of others. And I think this is why so many people are saying that it's such a complicated situation. And I'm not saying it doesn't have nuances and it isn't complicated. It is. But I think we can all understand it to a certain degree and that's what a lot of people are trying not to do. And so in the next five minutes, I'm going to try and give you the most simple, simple explanation for what is going on. And I'm not an expert. And if I get things wrong, then I am sorry. I've tried to read as many different sources as I can to gain kind of like a fair understanding of what is happening. But I am going to make mistakes probably, but I really hope I haven't. But this is not all you should listen to. I also want you to take five minutes of the podcast and click the links that I have linked down below. I've literally given you all of the pages that I think have been really helpful in me informing myself about this situation because we have to inform ourselves. As the Generation X, we need to make... Are we Gen Z? No, we're Gen Z, we're not Gen X. As the next generation is about to become the new working adults on this planet, we need to make sure we are informed about the situations that are dominating our planet because, again... If we're not informed, we can't make decisions. If we're not informed, we can't protest for what we believe in because you don't know that what you believe in isn't what is happening. And this is why I think it is so important. So bear with me. I'm going to explain in the best way possible a very, very simplified version of what is going on just to ensure that you have some level of understanding because I think it is so important. So we need to start at kind of the beginning of where this all happened. So between 1896 and 1948, hundreds of Jews resettled from Europe into modern day Israel. But what was then British controlled Palestine. So large numbers of Jewish people were forced out of Europe during the Holocaust and they settled in this new area. However, there was lots of fighting in this area because Arabs believed that this area was theirs and the Jewish believed that this area was theirs. And so in order to stop the fighting, the, U decided, the UN decided in 1947 to split the land into two countries. This would be a kind of equal split that gave half of the land to Palestine and half the land to Israel, giving the Jewish population an area to live and the Arab population an area to live. However, the Arab population in Palestine felt like this had been a long kind of process of the Jewish population pushing them out of their land. And so the Arab population fought this. And there was a big war in which many of the neighbouring Arab countries were also involved in. And this led to the Israeli army defeating the Arab army, which left 700,000 Palestinian civilians as refugees. The outcome of this war was that Beforehand, it was 56% of this area was Israel and the remaining 44% of this area was Palestine. This now led to a 77 and 23% split 
where 77% of the country was Israel and 23% of the, of the country was Palestine. Now, as you can imagine, those 700,000 refugees now had to fit into an area which was incredibly small. So since that has happened, there has been lots of fighting about who gets to occupy which pieces of land, because obviously Palestine believe that that is their land, Israel believe that that is their land. And one major issue, which I really hope this is true, because I watched it from a video and it was from a politician explaining these things, so I hope this is right. If it's not, I'm sorry, but I hope it is, because it was said, like, in a court of law type situation so i feel like it is true um palestine uh people of palestine who are palestinians sorry i couldn't remember the right word uh palestinians are not allowed to claim citizenship for to live in israel yet a jew from anywhere across the world can be jewish and can claim citizenship in israel without ever having lived there However, Palestinians are unable to claim citizenship in an area that was once technically, like, was once theirs. They did live there, and then they got pushed out of it after the Israeli-Palestinian war. And so, to put it into perspective, Gaza is 25 miles long and 10 kilometres wide, okay? It is a two-hour run and a one-hour run, just on foot, and it has more than 2 million inhabitants. It's one of the most densely, placed, densely populated places on Earth. And this is where a lot of Palestinian refugees have had to settle because they're not allowed in any, any other land. So this current war, this current assault on Gaza by the Israeli government has happened because Hamas, which is an Islamic fundamentalist party, they came to, I think they were elected in 2005 and they run the Gaza Strip, like they are in charge of the Gaza Strip. However, a lot of countries deem Hamas to be a terrorist organisation. And this latest um, attack and assault on Gaza began after fighters from Hamas, which are the Palestinian armed resistance movement who are trying to fight back land of Israel, which they believe is rightfully theirs, governing the occupied strip launched a surprise attack on october the 7th just outside the besieged enclave of israel territory this has then launched a retaliation by the israeli army onto gaza and from what i understand a lot of people are arguing that israeli are defending themselves and that's why they're fighting and i think a lot of the governments are saying that they support israel because they believe israel are defending themselves but i think fundamentally what is happening right now is an attack on innocent people Civilians' lives should not be used as pawns. Because what is happening right now, the things that I'm seeing online are some of the most horrific things I have seen. And I saw something that was really poignant in that people are saying their goodbyes online and the videos of what is happening within Gaza are getting less and less and that's because people's phone batteries are dying. They're not able to record themselves anymore. They're not able to record what is going on. They're not able to show the world what is happening. What is happening within Gaza right now is horrific. It is an atrocity and I think I saw a video yesterday of a hospital being bombed and a hospital by the Geneva Conventions is meant to be a safe space. The bombing of civilian safe spaces is a war crime and although Israeli are disputing the fact that they bombed this hospital, I think it's really important to watch how the world's media is being controlled and what different people are saying and it's really important just to keep yourself really informed about this because ultimately it's civilians' lives that are going to have the biggest impact and it feels so 
like futile, like carrying on with everything day to day. And I think that's been the hardest thing that I found, like posting on TikTok, posting on Instagram, like it just feels stupid. Like it feels so stupid to be posting these things where the only thing that is different in my life compared to their life is like where I was born. Something totally out of my control. Something that I didn't get to decide and they didn't get to decide after. And I just think that's so... It's just something that makes you kind of like sit with the world and just think like, why? Like it makes no sense. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those questions that like, why has this worked out this way? It is just sheer chance that I was born here and I found that really hard to get my head around and so we're going to move on to the life update but I just want you to take 10 minutes press pause click on some of the links that I've linked in the show notes because it's really important that you inform yourself about this it's really really important that you educate yourself that you make sure that you are able to make a decision about what you think is happening in any situation in the world it's making sure that you're able to educate yourself and provide yourself with the knowledge to be able to defend and argue different points because knowledge really is power and it's so important that you provide yourself with that but anyway on to the life update for this week's podcast and it has been it's this is it it's been an okay week like I've had a, it's been a good week but it's felt very heavy and I think that's kind of like the probably the reality of life at the moment and I've been watching I watched the you know the vape documentary and they said something really interesting on there it's like our generation is the first generation where everyone in the world is fighting. Climate change and the earth is irrecoverable. We're never going to be able to afford houses. Like, it just named this massive list of big things. It's like, no wonder this generation is addicted to temporary things that give them moments of happiness. Like, it's no wonder. I mean, it didn't say it like that. It was like, no wonder people are addicted to social media and, like, vaping things, because it is these temporary moments that give us happiness. It's a distraction, distraction from everything else. And I'm not saying that there wasn't traumatic times in the past. I understand that there was, but right now it can... I feel like there was always an element of hope of what you were working towards. And I still have that. And I still feel like I am working towards something. But like living and everything is so expensive. And it's just, there's so much going on that this week has felt like a very heavy week and a hard week and a a week where... It's kind of like money is such a strange concept. It's like these little tokens for how much time you put into something, how much effort you put into something. And it makes the world go round. It's like a little currency. And it's just a tricky one to get your head around, if that makes sense. Like, I've just been thinking, like, why? It's like Mario Kart, isn't it? God, I've been talking a lot about Mario Kart recently. And I don't know why. Maybe I want to play it. But what have I been up to this week? So I am getting ill. And it does feel like tonsillitis and Louis has been ill for the past four days and I've been like, you're not that ill, get over it, you're fine. Oh no, because I've got the illness now. This is a bad illness, this is not a fun illness in the slightest. But I have just been working, I was in the office Monday, Tuesday, which I love, I love going into the office. I work so well, I love seeing people, it's just like nice to, although getting ready and stuff like I don't want to wake up that early, it's just nice to go into a different area to work in and to feel like you're... Like, I feel like it's a really good way of differentiating between them and it really helps me out, like, with my ADHD, having different spaces to work in. If I work in the same space that I also just, like, chill in stuff, it's not good. And so that's been really nice. And then we went to this, like, Matrix exhibition, which I'll talk about in the new things I've done. But it was... I'm not going to lie, it was really good, but they didn't make it clear that it was a dance show. And I feel like that is key for you to realise before you go in. But also maybe key for you not to realise, because if you don't know, then would you have ever gone to that? I wouldn't have. And it was really good. 
so we did that. Oh, no, oh my God, I forgot what we did this weekend. I arrived in Manchester, had a great time, went out, spent way too much money. I thought when I got paid, I had a bit of a frivolous moment. I thought, God, I have infinity money. This is incredible. No, I do not have infinity money. I've recently checked my bank account. Very, very sad. But we move. I think this is all part of, like, getting your paycheck and working out how you're going to spend it and budgeting. We're going to have to have an entire episode on budgeting because, gee... I need to be more on it. I need to be budgeting queen. I've seen people on Excel when they get their paycheck, they go through all of these like things to make sure they have enough money for everything. And I instead just pay everything I need to pay at the start of the month and hope for the best. And that's not, that's not good budgeting. I'm not saving enough. So anyway, that's been a shock to the system, but we move. It's like my train ticket back home because I'm going back home next weekend. Do you know how much it cost me? 90 pounds. 90 pounds i was like oh i don't know if i can pay that but here we are anyway this weekend it's raining it's horrible weather i can't lie like manchester is really manchestering right now it is disgusting weather so i don't really know what we're gonna do we're going to like a house flat warming thing tonight which will be lovely and then i got my nails done last night and i need to tell you guys about it and i hadn't told you guys about it yet and i can't <clears throat> it was not a good experience and it traumatized me and i just don't it was just not a good experience. I went and I asked for nail art because it said, like, I paid for nail art extra. And she was like, yeah, yeah, all fine. And then when it got around to doing it, like, she couldn't do it. And now I've realised that I'm too much of a perfectionist to go to, to people to get my nail art done because I used to do it all myself and I got really quite good at doing it. But I just didn't have the time to do it anymore. And I kind of wanted to do it as, like, a treat yourself thing. And they are really good. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. But I am such a perfectionist that there are, like, tiny little things that aren't great. And I was just like... Oh, <laughs> it's fine. I didn't say anything because I felt too awkward. It's just like little things, like they're not shaped. Like it's fine. No, it's literally me just being picky. They are really nice. I obviously didn't say anything, and I'm obviously not going to leave a bad review or anything like that because oh, I don't want to ruin her day. There's no point about that. But I might have to go back to do my nails myself. It might have to be the only option. Who knows? Anyway. Onto the content part for this week's podcast, which this week we are discussing having a life outside of your job because it's something that I feel quite passionately about because it's something that I never knew how to do before. I've realised when I was studying at university, like, not gonna lie guys, I didn't have a life outside of work and I've got so used to my life being my work that this has been a really important boundary that I set to make sure that I'm not just living for the weekends. So anyway, onto the content part for this week's podcast. Guys, I feel like I'm getting an illness every two weeks at this point, which really isn't ideal. When I came to Manchester, Louis was already getting ill and I was like, absolutely fine. I was like, this is going to come my way. I know it's going to come my way. And it has, and it has hit me like a ton of bricks. It's been such a brutal, and yesterday we went, Friday night we went out. And so yesterday I was hit with a hangover and the peak of my illness. And I woke up and I genuinely felt like I was dying. Like I genuinely felt this might be the end. And I was just lying there like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I was sick twice. I'm sorry. It was a hangover from hell. But I watched so many films and she didn't move from my bed. And I just slept for 12 hours. And I think I'm on the recovery. I sound shit. (laughs) I sound so terrible. But... I'm hoping by like, I wish I just feel like I need another day of sleeping, but we've got work tomorrow, so that's fine. I'm going to go for a roast dinner. But anyway, today we're talking about creating a life for yourself outside of work. And I think it's really important to think about this because it's something that 
The nine to five routine can feel kind of overwhelming because all of a sudden your freedom around your life, your freedom about like when you want to do things and when you are going to be able to do things goes. And I think I had a kind of warped understanding about the freedom around like like having off time because I my way of working is literally all or nothing. Like when I was studying, if I wasn't continually studying, then I felt like that was bad. Like I felt like I was letting myself down because I wasn't trying as hard as I could. So I didn't have very good boundaries put in place. So I would literally just work all of the time. And this was such a terrible thing because even on weekends off, I never had a weekend off. I'd always want to just do a little bit of something. I'd always want to make sure that I was keeping on top of everything and that I was pushing myself as hard as I could. And so when I started the job, all of a sudden I was met with this, like, your weekend is your time off. You don't have to do anything. You can do anything you want to. Like, this is your free time and that is allowed and you don't need to feel guilty about it. But I've also realised how important it is to make sure you do your things. Because this week in particular, because I've been working from home, and I think it's definitely harder when I am working from home, because I've been, and I guess it's different, because right now when I am in Manchester, I'm not really within my own routine. It's a bit of a strange, like, my routine stops and I just kind of fit around my boyfriend because, like, I'm not at home. Do you know what I mean? And I found when I am working from home, I'm so much less motivated to do things after work because I'm already at home. And I find myself just staying inside all of the time. Like, normally when I'm working in the office, it's so easy to motivate myself to go to the gym after work. Because it's, like, en route. I'm already out of the house. And it's a really good boundary because then when I finish work, I finished work. But I find it really hard to switch off from work when I am working in the same place. And I think that's another reason why having a dedicated workspace is so important. That if it can be outside of your bedroom, that is ideal unfortunately for me at home it can't be because there just isn't room but here I've been working in the living room and it's been like even having that little bit of a differentiation between spaces where you're sleeping and spaces when you're working has been so helpful but I think this life outside of work when I first like started working I decided I'd try and go to the gym before work I decided that would become my new character like I would try and wake up really early like oh sorry even the thought of it's making me tired. I would try and wake up really early and I would go to the gym before work. And in theory, in theory, this is a great idea. But I was finding that I was exhausted because I was waking up at like six, half six. I was rushing to the gym. I wouldn't always have time for my full workout because I felt like I was always rushing the workout. And then I was rushing to work and I was always scared about being late. So it was just like a very anxious morning routine. And then I'd come home and I'd be like, well, I don't really have anything to do now. And I'd just chill and I wouldn't get an early night, even though I was meant to. And it all just became this routine that even though it looked good on paper and even though it was what everyone on TikTok was telling me to do, I don't think it was serving me very well. Because I think one of the things in when you are working, like rest is important. You have to sleep. You are getting paid to be productive right now. And so you need to make sure you're having like some off time. And so going to the gym after work has made it so much of a less stressful experience and a more of a way to decompress after the day. Because this is the other thing. I find it really hard to switch off after I've been at work. And so I need like a moment where I am feeling, you know, where I'm able to be distracted, where I'm not thinking about what I'm doing, where I'm able to focus. And going to the gym is a great way to do that because it just 
it distracts me. And I know with my ADHD, like the gym is something that's really important because there's so much energy pent up within me. I'm like a child that I feel the need to do all of these things. And so that has been a really good way of doing something after work. But it's also been a strange realization because then I get home from work and like my day's over, you know? I come home, I maybe create some content, I maybe watch some TV and I go to sleep and my day begins again. And I think it is also a strange adaption, realising that the majority of your productivity isn't going to be on yourself anymore, it's probably going to be on your job, and you are able to do productive things on the weekend, but you're also going to be able to have time off, and that doesn't always have to be productive, and I think this is a thing I've also been trying to get my head around, is not everything has to be super productive. I think the thing I've been really getting my head around is like trying not to burn myself out, making sure that I rest. And it's silly things like on Thursday, on Tuesday, we went to that Matrix exhibition and it was great. Like I had a brilliant time, but we didn't get back to like 11. And then the next day I was so tired. And I think it is really important to do things after work and to say yes to plans. But I've also recognised I can't do that all the time and I can't do that every single night. So maybe once or twice a week within the week, I'll do like one or two things like go to the cinema and go out for dinner. But the other three nights I need to kind of settle more into the evening routine of just going to the gym, going home, eating my dinner and going to bed. And I think another thing that's really helped me with this routine of what I'm doing after work is bulk cooking on a Sunday. I, right, when I'm tired, I'm not a good cook. Like I don't have any quick recipes. And now we've got an air fryer, I feel like that's going to be different. Like maybe it'll help, but I'm not good at cooking. It takes me ages when I'm tired. It takes me like an hour. I get distracted and then I'm annoyed because it's taken me so long. And having these dinners ready, instant, it's there. I don't have to think about anything. I can just eat it and then carry on with my day. It's not a massive chunk gone because this was the other thing. Time in the evening moves so quickly that I feel like I need to find ways that I'm going to save time. And now I'm going to the gym, not having to cook, kind of like made it equal out the same. Because literally some nights I would be cooking nothing and it would still take me like an hour an hour to cook like pasta sauce and pasta it was a great pasta sauce but still an hour it just feels unnecessary it just feels like why have I taken so long to do something that's literally such a small job like such a small exercise but I think again bulk cooking has saved me time and it's made me cook and eat more nutritious things in the week because when I am tired like I don't really prioritize eating really well I'll just eat anything because I'm hungry and tired and I want to go to bed. And finding little cheat codes in your routine that supercharge you to do those things is really good. But I'm going to be honest, I haven't been very good at journaling. I haven't been very good at anything really that's not been an active activity. I've just had a break from it, but I've started back up journaling and I haven't done it this week because I've been with my boyfriend and I've just realised I never journal when I'm with him, ever. But I've started doing it again last week and it it has reminded me how important it is to do it. Like it is really important and I do really enjoy doing it. And so I'm going to bring that back into my evening routine because it is another way to decompress, to start the next day afresh before I go to sleep. And then I'm going to start meditating in the morning because I must have a spare 10 minutes. And I think this is the other thing with a nine to five routine. You need to get really good at putting yourself to bed. Sounds stupid, but sometimes I feel like I'm chasing the evening because I feel like I've spent all my time at work that I just want some time for me and I can find myself scrolling for ages. And I've stopped trying to scroll before bed now because 
I have noticed I'm just really bad at taking myself off it. I will just carry on doing it forever and ever because I feel anxious about the next day starting and it distracts me. It's almost like a like a soothing thing, like it just distracts me from everything that's going on and I don't have to think. And I so put my phone down and just actually doing something that's properly relaxing, even if it makes me think about it, even if I feel anxious in the initial moment, that's been something that I've learned this week. Because this week, obviously, when I'm with Louis, I'm not just going to sit and scroll and watch TV at the same time. Because he's like, get off your phone. Like, what are you doing? And putting my phone down and actually letting myself just watch things and be relaxed. It helped, you know. I didn't feel so overwhelmed. And I think sometimes scrolling can initially make you feel like it's a soothing thing. But the reality is, is it's not. It's not calming you down. It's just distracting you more and more. And so stopping doing that is what I'm going to try and implement for next week's routine. But I think this is the thing. You can't expect yourself to do so much. Some people, I, I genuinely don't know how they do so much before work. But I think the trick is, they go to bed really early. So they don't have an evening. And I think that is what people don't show you. Is that like, they have their free time of their day before they wake up. And there is nothing wrong with that. Like, that's great. But I like having it at the end of the day. Like, I really like having that time after work just to be, like, chill and on my own. If I have it before work, I don't think I prefer it. And that's all right. You're allowed to be flexible with when you want to prioritise your own time. And it's so important that you work out which time zone works for you. Because I think if you try and do both, you just don't sleep. You burn yourself out. And it's exhausting. And it's not the way that it should be. And so trying to work out what works better for me, realising that it's the evening and then having little cheat codes to make that evening activities like faster and quicker, like bulk cooking, has been so helpful. And I'm not saying you have to go to the gym to decompress or da 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 but find your thing that help, like is a nice thing for you to do that you can do semi-regularly. I find like, like I can't run when it's dark, so it probably would have been running, but I can't do that. You know, that's the reality of life in London. Like, I can't go for a run at night. The gym is something where I don't feel scared about being, like, attacks, literally. Like, I don't feel scared about anything happening to me, and so it feels like a safe space. And so it's been a really good... That's been a really good activity for me after work. But I know loads of people do dancing, I know loads of people do clubs. I just can't really afford clubs. Like, I'm not going to lie, clubs are really expensive. I've started doing Pilates and that's been really nice. I'm going to join back with that maybe this week or maybe not. I'm undecided as of yet. But that's been a really nice thing that I've started doing and it's just it's a bit different. And I think joining like at my gym, they do sessions. Joining sessions with a group is also another way to make you feel like you have more of a social life outside of work because that can be the other daunting thing is like you're making friends at work but you need to make sure you keep your friends after work and so doing clubs and gym clubs where there's other people can give you that sense of community that you're craving but also doing a couple of plans in the week not saving all of your plans for the weekend that's been something that I've been really enjoying recently and it sounds so stupid oh I'm getting ill as this voice note goes on oh it's something that sounds really stupid and sounds really obvious but it has helped me and it's made me feel kind of like I'm not just living for the weekends because that has been such a big concern of mine but anyway on to the question part of this week's podcast guys I'm not gonna lie we're gonna have to skip skip the question part of the podcast because I just saw Louis's rucksack and I thought it was a dog and so I think I'm getting iller by the second but new things I have done this week 
I have watched every rom-com under the sun. I've watched Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones's, like, Bridget Jones's Diary, great film. If you haven't watched it, I feel like this is a British classic, but I don't know if it's known in America. It might not be. I feel like it's a film that my parents loved, and well, my mum loved, and I love because she showed it to me, but I don't feel like it's a well-known rom-com. Bridget Jones, watch it. It's, like, perfect. I love it. I really love it. Um, and then you've got Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, great film. And then Bridget Jones's Baby, that came out three years ago and I still haven't watched it. Gonna watch that tonight. Yesterday, I also watched The Vow. Oh, I was sobbing. I was sobbing. And he was like, why are you crying? Nothing even, like, it's happy ending. And I was just like, oh, I can't even describe how much sorrow I feel right now. It was a good film, but I was in quite a felt quite sad yesterday, quite tearful, and so, hence why I was watching rom-coms all day. Then I watched, tried to watch Dear John. It's a bit slow, isn't it? The start's a bit slow. It wasn't engaging enough for me, so I swapped onto The Vow. Oh no, I swapped onto Bridget Jones. Then I have also watched, it's called Bodies. It's on Netflix at the moment. It's set in Whitechapel. Um, it's alright. It's like... It's all right. It's okay. I don't know if I'm obsessed with it, but it isn't terrible. Like, it definitely has potential and I probably will finish it. So, carrying on watching that. And then I also watched the UFC. I know, we're going to have a broad range of variety in this TV viewing for my day of bedness. I've literally just lay in bed all day yesterday. We went to the shops and all I bought was Crave, chocolate milk, Fanta Lemon, got some Happy Hippos. And some pretzels. I was going to get a variety box. You know, you can have the multiple different cereals. Because I thought that would be really nice. Do you know how how shit the variety box is now? They only had the healthy ones in it. They had the cornflakes, rice krispies, cocoa pops. That is it. There was no frosties. There was no of the, like... Do you know, like, the cocoa pops, but, like, the bolder ones? Where they're in the, yeah, there was none of that. There was no... There was nothing nice in the box. Apart from those three healthy, boring ones, which everyone used to, like, leave. Apart from the Cocoa Pops and the Rice Krispies. But the plain cornflakes, like, that is... Do you know, that's desperate. And to have three of those in the box should be illegal. But anyway, moving on. I'm not bitter about it, I promise. Other new things I've done this week. We went to the Matrix show, which I'm not sure if I've mentioned about. But we went to the Matrix show and it's at Factory in Manchester. It's really good. thing I would tell you is, it is a dance battle. So be prepared. But it is really good. I would recommend. And then what else have we done? We went for Thai food. We got it from a really good takeaway. And tonight we're going for a roast dinner. And we're going to go on a walk. But it's already half 11. So we're meant to go for this walk at 12. Is it going to happen? Who knows? But anyway, I hope you're having a great week. I hope you are not sick like I am. And I hope you found the beginning part of the podcast informative. And it's helped you feel a little bit like you know what is going on. I felt like it was something really important that I spoke about and uh, I shared what I'd learned with you, but do not use this as all of your research. Please go out and read more. Please provide me with more information so I can share other information. I didn't have loads and loads and loads and loads of time, but I gave as much time as I could to research in the topic. And I hope I gave you just, I, just like a snippet of understanding about what is going on. But anyway, I hope you're having a lovely week and I can't wait to speak to you next week. Oh, oh my God, I forgot even how to end the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at you've got mail underscore pod and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod. 
I need to go and take some medicine, I think. But I love you loads. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.